Hello, my name is Matthew Philbrick, host of The Real Game, a podcast by coaches for coaches. Welcome to this episode of The Real Game. I am your host, Matt Philbrick. It's good to be back on today recording another episode in this time of absolute March madness. I don't know if you've been tuning into any of the basketball games or not, but there have been some crazy games this year with 16 seeds losing, 15 seeds winning, 16 seeds winning, which is only the second time in like 150 tries that that's happened. So it's been a crazy, crazy time, and it's a time of year that I absolutely enjoy and uh, love on all levels. Today, I'm I'm joined by a fellow coach and a friend. Um, I know I've mentioned in other episodes that I'm the athletic director at a small Christian school in southeastern Pennsylvania, and I also coach there. And joined uh, joining me today is my varsity women's volleyball coach, Coach Alyssa Murray. How are you doing today, Coach? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. It's great to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for joining me. Uh, I talked to Alyssa a couple of days ago and decided we actually we had spoken a while ago when I first started the podcast and we had, had agreed that at some point she would be on here. So I'm honored to have you on the show today. And the topic that we're going to be discussing today is that of assistant coaches. Um, I, I've had a lot of assistant coaches as a head coach. Um, I've been coaching for, I guess, about 25 years, and I can remember a couple of years where I didn't have an assistant, but most of the time uh, I, I, I had an assistant coach. And honestly, I can't imagine doing what we do without assistant coaches. Like mm-hmm. to me, they are a valuable part of what happens. And yeah. so today we're going to talk a little bit about our experiences, your experience, and kind of what your philosophy is about that. But before we start with that, uh, tell us a little bit about your journey as a coach, where you got started and kind of what you're doing now. Yeah, sure. Um, I started assistant coaching at um, the school for, um, actually it was our varsity coach and I was assistant coach for her. And then I was actually a JV coach at the time. And then um, after that, the middle school program needed a coach and I really wanted to start doing that. So I started with middle school, um, I think in 2011. And then after the sixth graders that I had were going into ninth grade, I bumped up to varsity with them. So I coached varsity from, I think it's like 2014 and to the present now. So been coaching at Calvary for 13 years, I think it is. Yeah. Um, I was about right. Yeah. I've also coached club. So I coached club for five years and had different experiences with that. That actually helped in how I coach my Calvary team now. So I'm very thankful for that experience. But so yeah, it's my journey of coaching and yeah, it's good. And not to get off topic, but this year we're starting a men's volleyball team and you've been kind of been involved in that a little bit. So that's a different, that's a different experience and probably its own podcast, uh, you know, all on its own. Um, So we'll definitely discuss that sometime getting that off the ground, but 
so during your coaching journey, did you ever go through a season or seasons without an assistant coach? Yes, I did. When I was coaching middle school, I had people here and there come in, but no one really was set in stone to be there all the time with me. So when I was coaching um, the middle school program, I would say for those four years that I coached, I, I didn't have a consistent assistant with me. If the person could help out, they would just let me know and I'd put them in. But as far as games and stuff, it wasn't consistent. Okay. Yeah. So when you, those couple years that you didn't have an assistant and then when you transitioned to having an assistant coach, did you see the value at that point, like right away? Like, wow, I, I really enjoy having an assistant and I don't know how I made it all these, you know, whatever, a couple of years without one. I definitely saw the value in it when somebody was there with me all the time. I actually didn't start having one with me all the time until I got pregnant okay. and I really needed somebody to be there. And through all of that, it showed me the value of having one. I almost didn't know what to do with one at first because mm -hmm. I didn't know what they'd be willing to do, what they wouldn't be willing to do or what they, you know, what their strengths were. Um, so it took a little bit for, um, for that. But when I think about it now, I, I don't know what I would have done without one. Definitely. Right. right. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. When, when you go from, when you start out as a coach and you don't have an assistant, you really don't see what you're missing and, and yeah. how, how valuable an assistant can be. And then when you transition to having one, all of a sudden it's like, how did I survive without this? Yes. You know, because they're so, <laughs> they provide, they're such an asset and, and can be such a help when you need them to be there for all kinds of different reasons, which we'll get into later. Um, and I, and I feel the exact same way when I, when I went through a couple of years, especially as a younger coach without having an assistant. And then all of a sudden I did, it was like, man, I, I don't know how I did this without, you know, without having an assistant. So mm -hmm. uh, that's a good point. Um, so you have an assistant coach now. I know that coach Jocelyn has been with you for a few years. Have you, have you ever, have you and your assistant always agreed a hundred percent on everything? And in your opinion, how is it important for you to always agree? Um, no, we have not always agreed on everything. And I will say it is not super important that you always agree. Um, there are certain aspects of the game that I think you need to agree on. Um, but I appreciate the viewpoint that she brings and what she is able, um, she, she will always look at a different part of the game, which I guess we can get into more later, but she'll always look at a different part of the game and it balances out what I don't have to look at. It takes more off of my plate. Sure. Um, I'll also say that Julie Carmichael does a lot of that for me too. So it's, it's different what we can bounce off each other and knowing, okay, we might not agree on this, but we do agree on this core part. So, right, right. Um, but I, I always want to hear a different viewpoint because as coaches, I think we get into sometimes a rut of how we think. And some of times our teams are different. They're always changing, um, especially in the small school that we coach at. So um, I think it's good to have different, different point of views coming in and constantly thinking about them and then making that final decision. Yeah, I, I would agree with you hundred percent. I don't think at the end of the day, you know, you need to come up with a plan that works 
yeah. for everybody and that you can all agree on. But there are a lot of different ways to get there. And, a, and an assistant coach can provide a valuable outlook and opinion about things you might not even see as a head yes. coach. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit at the end when we talk about, you know, you and I are going to go back and forth a little bit about characteristics we look for in an assistant coach. And that's one thing I want to touch on. But it's it is so important that, you know, at the end of the day, you need to agree. But in that process of getting there, you're going to have you're going to have times when you differ and you're going to have times when you disagree. And um, that should never spill out in front of your athletes or in front of your team. Um, that should always happen behind closed doors Agreed. so that you can so that you can always provide a united front when it comes to your team. But I'm always happy to have a different opinion like, hey, maybe you see this different than I do. How can we you know, how can we fix this or or, um, you know, we're running a certain play here or there. What do you see that I'm not seeing? Or maybe it comes down to even certain athletes like what do yes. you see in that athlete that I don't see? Why should we keep them when I feel like maybe they need to be cut or something yeah. like that? Right. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So that's a good point. Um, do you, how do you affect, so on a practical level, and I'm talking like practices mostly, but even in games, how do you effectively and practically use your assistant coach? Um, so in practice, we do a lot of charting and I know you mentioned that in another podcast for volleyball, you see me in there and I'm writing on a whiteboard all the time. So for volleyball, we do a lot of charting. So she, um, both of my assistant coaches do, um, work together to do that stats. I've had them do stats during my volleyball games. Um, but running a drill in order for me to just watch sometimes is very helpful. I'm not, just doing what, like if I'm tossing a ball and I'm asking them to do a hitting lines, I can look at other things and other girls while they're doing that. Mm-hmm. Sure. I've also, if I have more people in the gym, I've had Jocelyn stand on one end of the gym, gym and I stand on the other and she'll look at a different skill that they're doing and I'll check on another one and then we'll come together and, and, uh, collaborate on that. Uh, I've also had her for a very helpful with subs. If there is for volleyball, subbing is so different. It's actually probably different than any other sport. So you really have to be careful who you sub in and out and she'll be able to tell me who I have on my bench. And if there's something comes up with an injury, we've had that where we've, she's able to like, just, she'll just kind of look at me and point out who would be good. Um, so she does a lot for me during games and, um, and during practice, which I would never want to go back to just doing it by myself. Mm-hmm, because sure. That's what I would be doing. Right. Um, it's better for the girls. It makes them better. Um, and overall it makes our team better. Yeah, definitely. I, it sounds like, you know, we kind of probably do the same thing with our assistant coaches. I know for me, I, use them in practices a lot to set things up. I use them for Mm -hmm. splitting up into smaller groups and, and teaching them more one-on-one skills and, you know, maybe groups of five or six and things that I couldn't do with a group of 12 or 15. And now I can break them up into groups of six or seven. And it's a, it's a much more manageable thing. And then also in games, you know, I use them for taking stats. I use them for, uh, I'm always tapping my assistant and saying, Hey, at the four minute mark, I need to put such and such in remind me oh, to do yeah. that. Cause uh-huh. I'll forget, you know, yep. <laughs> and, and they're, they're great at that, that kind of thing. Um, and just like, 
you know, uh, game game making game time decisions like I'll say in the locker room, I want to do this, this and this. But once the game starts going, sometimes I don't always remember. And they tap oh, yeah. me on the shoulder and say, hey, you said you wanted to do this or wanted to focus on this. Oh, yeah, let's let's go ahead and do that. So Goslin's done that for me as well. Yeah. So like, I'll remember you wanted to do this for this play or in the second set, you wanted to switch to this. And I'm like, oh, yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So. All right. So I, I told you to come up with a list of just a few characteristics you so let's pretend for a minute where we're all of a sudden we find ourselves without an assistant coach okay, okay. <laughs> so i know i'm now i'm scrambling to find somebody i have a list going here of things that i would be looking for in an assistant so i'm going to let you go first and then i'll go second and then we'll just go back and forth and list maybe four or five things that would be important to us and please don't use any of the ones that i have written down because oh i was just gonna say you can't do it either (laughs) all right um, so you go first okay so my i have number one but i i'm gonna actually use my number two first it's positivity okay i need somebody who's gonna be positive giving positive reinforcement. I think sometimes as coaches, we can find all the things that aren't going right, but we need to find things that go that are going well and be able to express that to our players um, first too. So I'm, I'm going to have positivity for my first one, just them positive with me. And yeah, I really like that because a lot of times as the head coach, you find yourself picking things apart more and not giving enough positive instruction. Yeah. And I think it's great to have an assistant coach who can come kind of come behind you and clean that mess up a little bit yeah. and be like, Hey, mm-hmm. I, I, but I loved how you did this. I think you're doing this very well. Um, you know, we don't have, and we should, it's my, it's, if I'm not doing it enough, it's my fault. But yeah. with coaching, we tend to spend so much time correcting problems. We don't yeah. focus enough on the positive stuff. So that's good. I actually didn't have that on my list. So good job. Um, these are, I don't have these in order of importance. I just kind of have them on here, but, um, let me see. The first one I'll say is make sure they balance you. In other words, pick somebody who's strong in an area where you're weak. So, you know, my, my assistant coach, well, I had a couple of them this year. One of them was Len. Len brings a fire to the locker room, like in pregame speech that I just can't deliver. You know, he's like this fiery Italian, you know, you guys got a this, this. And then he just gets the guys riled up in a way that I can't. And and he brings other things, too. But I have always appreciated that about him. Um, So I think it's important to know what your weaknesses are and surround yourself with an assistant or assistants that complement that and make up for that. That was a good one. I didn't have that one. Hey, good. Awesome. We're, we're one for one so far. So now it's your turn. Um, I'm going to go back to my number one and it is understanding the not and having a knowledge of the game. Yeah. Um, I think in order to be able to do those small groups that you were saying in order to be able to get that feedback or give feedback, I think they need to know the game and have an understanding of it to how, and, and really, I guess, be cohesive with how you're teaching it mm-hmm. you yes. someone teaching them one thing and then another coach teaching them another. So um, I would say, yes, the knowledge of the game is very helpful, but it's yeah. not always what you're going to get. And I'll mm-hmm. take it if I can't find anyone else. Yeah, but definitely. But it's good to have a coach that yeah, as an assistant, chances are they're not going to understand the game as well as you do, but at least if they have 
the basics down and they understand the principles you're trying to teach that they can back you up um, and you can use that in a positive way. So that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I will say make sure they aren't a yes man or woman. In other words, make sure they have their own ideas and bring usable stuff to the discussion table and then make sure they're okay if you don't use their ideas all the time. Yes. Um, like I, I wouldn't want an assistant that just, and we talked about this a little bit earlier that didn't, I don't want an assistant that agrees with me all the time, hundred percent. Like I want my assistant to have their own ideas. Um, potentially my assistant coach might want to be a head coach themselves someday. Um, if they're a younger person or whatever, um, I want them to bring their own stuff and try to add something to the discussion table, you know? Um, yeah. So it's okay. If you disagree with me, bring your own ideas, but at the same time, don't be offended if I don't always do what you want or what you think is the best way. Yep. I, you kind of did take one of mine. One was oh. a unified front that you just had mentioned before. Again, I want somebody who is going to um, bring their own uh, think outside the box type of person, uh, bring their own ideas, but I want a unified front. I think mm -hmm. some parents like to go around some players like to go around the uh, head coaches sometimes. And sure. I want, um, I want that unified front with a, with an assistant coach that's, you know, they're not always going to agree, but we're, they're going to do what's they know what's best for the team. So that was, yeah. that was one of mine. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right. I'll let you go on to your next to, to your next one then. Okay. Um, I have, uh, well, I have honesty. So mm -hmm. honest, the other one uh, was honesty for me. Uh, I guess that kind of goes into your other one. Well, I like that though. And I kind of alluded that um, in my last podcast, we were talking about athlete entitlement. Um, and one of the points there was always be honest with your athletes. Yes. And honest about what you expect from them, honest about what their role on the team is going to be. And I think that can even translate to your assistant coaches. You be honest with your assistant about what you expect from them and yeah. what their role on the team yeah, is. And, definitely. and then they be honest with you as well about the things that they see and and then what their role should be. So I, I really like that. That's good. Um, let me see. The next one on my list here is humility. So I have I have written down check your ego at the door and understand um, you're not the head coach. You're the assistant coach and have a person that's a hundred percent willing to accept that role. Not that, not that you want to, it's never our goal to humiliate an assistant or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Like they're a valuable part of the team, but at the same time, they can't ever act like they're the head coach. The person yeah. needs to know their role. They need to understand where they fit in, in the, the scheme of things and understand what they're, um, you know, what they bring to the team and not overstep that line. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I agree with you. I, I think there's also just a little bit, it can be off of their shoulders as a, an assistant coach. Mm -hmm. yes. um, I've been an assistant coach and I've been the head coach. So for me, there's certain things that I didn't have to worry about because, I wasn't the head coach. That decision goes, uh, a lot of the decisions, the end all, I guess the end decision of what you're trying to decide is on the head coach. So, sure. um, and I think if you can kind of, like you said, know your role mm -hmm. and accept that, um, it, it can go well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Your turn. 
I have being flexible. Okay. Um, flexible for me is sometimes it is just being willing to do what the coach needs you to do. And mm-hmm. again, that conversation would have to come from the beginning of what your expectations or what you would need in, a, in an assistant coach. But I mean, I think of Jocelyn and Julie, they are flexible to toss balls. They are flexible to uh, write in my lineups and they are mm-hmm. flexible to help me make big decisions with rotations or um, with uh, players, again, cutting them, keep, uh, keeping them. So um, just being being flexible and being willing, I guess, to do whatever they need to do, whatever they need, um, in the scope of what they can handle, obviously, but, uh, but yeah, being flexible. No, that's really good. I I like that. And I, and I've seen that firsthand. I've seen your assistant coaches interact with you and I've seen how they are willing to do the most minute things up to the real big things from, you know, (laughs) from, picking things up after practice or staying after practice yeah. to clean the bleachers all the way to being in, in difficult parent meetings. Like yes. they've, they've done yes. those things, you know, yep. that's no, like 100%. that yep. swings from one end all the way to the other end. So that was a very good example. Yep. yep. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, the, one of the things I have is loyal, uh, uh-huh. loyal, loyal to you, loyal to the kids, loyal to the program. They yes. have your back and support you always not blindly. So that doesn't yes. mean they can't disagree. Yep. And disagreeing has to be in private and never in front of the team. So, you know, somebody who just has your back, like they support mm-hmm. you when you're, when you're wrong, they're willing to tell you that you're wrong mm-hmm. in the right setting. And when you're right, they're willing to go to bat for you hundred percent. That's super important yes. to me. Yes. I know that's, that's very good. I think that, um, like I said, with the parent, like sometimes sometimes they like to go around you if your Mm -hmm. decision or bounce something off of an assistant coach and you're like, no, (laughs) that's not the person you should bounce it off of. Right. Yep. You should just come and ask me. And again, we as coaches have to be approachable and you have to work on that. But, um, I think it's, again, it's that redirect say, Hey, you should probably go coach, talk to the coach about that. That's, Mm -hmm something that I'm sure she'd be willing to speak with you about. Yeah, um, definitely. But, and then just showing like, again, you're a united front and that the team and those decisions are important that they stay positive and, and honest with them. Yeah. Yep. Um, I have one more. Do you have any more left? I don't have any more. No. Okay. <laughs> the only other one I have is that they're a servant leader. Um, so yeah. they serve the head coach. They, and the key word to me is service there. Like they're willing to do whatever is, and I know you and I have touched on this over and over again. Um, they're willing to do whatever is asked of them by the coach from equipment, you know, all the way to stats to yeah. potential meetings, stuff like that. Um, and then I have a little note written at the end of this one. Don't take advantage of them. Um, yes. it's, it's easy to, not that we ever would do it intentionally, but maybe to put too much on them or to ask them to do too much or, you know, to just take advantage of their generosity or, and let's face it at our level, most assistant coaches aren't getting paid. I mean, we're barely getting paid. So they're not, (laughs) they're not really getting paid. Um, They're doing it as a volunteer most of the time. Uh, So let's not take advantage of their good nature by maybe putting too much onto them or onto their shoulders. So yeah, no, I agree with you. Great list. Um, Your list was better than mine, but that's good. I think we could combine (laughs) them and come up with a great, a great list. Um, so listen, the last thing I want to do 
Can you tell me a situation where an assistant maybe stepped up and helped you in a game? It could be a funny thing. Maybe they kept you from saying something stupid or stepped in and helped you out in a certain way. I can think of an example I'm going to share when you're done, but I'm going to let you go first. Well, like I mentioned, when I really was seeking out an, uh, I guess, real consistent assistant, um, I was pregnant. So when I was having my kids and I went through two seasons having babies and having to leave for a little bit and come back in. And um, I had a whole tournament that I went into labor and Jocelyn. Oh, nice. (laughs) came in and we had a feeling that maybe it would be at that time. But I mean, that's a weekend where you're coming in and you're making decisions and things are happening. And um, so definitely I can, I think of, I think of that. Um, I had another assistant that took over for me, uh, Kelly Schwartz. She worked with me for a little bit and Mm -hmm. she did the same thing. Luckily she did not have to run a tournament, but she did have to do a game or two, I believe. Um, uh, I, I've had different calls that maybe I would argue with a ref and mm-hmm. I'm <laughs> not right. <laughs> yeah. And I've had either. No, Julie, that, that never happens. No, nope, never happens. Um, Julie does. I sit next to Julie and Jocelyn's usually on the end taking care of stuff with the players. And so we each have our role, but there's stuff that Julie has definitely done that. She's like, wait, wait. Like, I'm like, yeah, okay. Right. And then I'm like, oh, <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> Thank right, you so right. much. Um, or just little things that I don't know. I now I feel like I'm going to give some of my secrets away. <laughs> but <laughs> Jasmine and I will look at each other down the down the bleachers, and she'll just kind of give me a look, and I know that I'm going to let it go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, or she'll be like, "Go fight it," like type yeah. of thing. So, and you know which um, look is which, right? And I know which look is which. Yeah. Yes. So, um, so yeah, they definitely, um, balance that they balance me out during a game. I will say too, real quick that they also give me, um, like, I guess a reset. I come from working all day and I was working full time this year. Mm -hmm. So I dealt with a lot of, I'm dealing with little kids. I'm with a preschool director. So it's, it's then to come and deal with teenagers. It's sometimes it's not that easy or you don't want to bring anything from your day. So they're right, ones right. that if they can sense something, I can kind of decompress and then mm-hmm. they'll remind me. Cause we remind the girls don't bring something into the game. That's going to affect you. Right. And it's the same thing for us adults. And if we want to be that best example for them, they're really good at helping me. Hey, did you have a hard day? Okay. Can I do this for you? How can I make it easier for you? Right. And so they've, they've done, they've done a great job with that too. I really appreciate that about them. Yeah. And a good assistant will let you after a hard day, be a sounding board to kind of um, maybe go off on them instead of letting that spill out into practice. Yes. Kind of catch that for you before Mm -hmm. it gets out of hand. So that's good. Mm -hmm. Well, I can say I've definitely never had to have an assistant take over for me because I was having a baby. (laughs) Um, that's never, that's never happened to me, but I will share one funny story with you. Um, I have an assistant that was on a previous podcast episode. His name is Rick Harrison. Rick is about, um, six, six, um, as, as you know, pretty soft spoken guy. He's not, he's not going to cause problems, but you know, if there ever was a rumble, he'd be somebody you would want on your side. Okay. So we're playing in this, we're playing in this game 
in northern Indiana. It's like out in the middle of nowhere. And the game was a very heated physical game in it. And we had a good team that year, but we ended up losing the game right at the end. And what to what I thought was a terrible call. So I'm up arguing with the ref and most most officials and you that you know this most officials after the game is over, they're gone like they're taken off. You're not going to see them anymore, especially if they've blown a call at the end of the game. I was yelling at this ref and he came right at me like he wasn't going to let he wasn't going to have that. So he came right up into my face and he was like, what are you going to say, coach? You know, what are you going to say? And I'm like, that was a terrible game. We're kind of going back and forth. And I could tell I haven't been in this situation a lot. I could tell he just wanted to either hit me or something, you know, like it was just that look in his eye. And all of a sudden he kind of looked up a little bit. And then he just turned around and walked off. And I and I turned and I turned around and looked over my shoulder. And Rick was looking over at my shoulder down at this referee, just giving them this look like, go ahead and take a swing, man, because it's going to be the last thing you ever do. And Rick, Rick didn't have to say anything. He just looked over my shoulder, gave this guy the stink eye and the guy just turned around and walked off. So um, that's we kind of laugh at that now. Like, I don't know if Rick hadn't have been there. I don't know. I'm not sure what would have happened, but. Um, anyways, that's just kind of a funny, a funny assistant coach story, but listen, we're going to wrap up this episode, but we've, we've had, obviously we've had good experience with assistants. Um, I hope that continues well into your coaching career and, uh, be thankful for the assistant coaches that you have around you always surround yourself with people that have the qualities and characteristics that we mentioned and, um, you know, keep coaching and keep serving the game of volleyball well. And, uh, I appreciate you what you do here at the school and what you've invested into the lives of our kids. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate you too. And thanks for having me. All right. Have a great day. I hope you have enjoyed today's episode of The Real Game. I'd like to leave you today with a quote by Bethany Hamilton. Bethany Hamilton is an American professional surfer and writer who survived a 2003 shark attack in which her left arm was bitten off and who ultimately returned to professional surfing. The quote is this. Courage doesn't mean you don't get afraid. Courage means you don't let fear stop you. So good luck, coaches, and coach on. Coach on.